888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com. We're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting interview for you today. Today, I'm on the line with Anna Hoffman from TrafficGenerationCafe.com, a blog that brings the most profit-pulling free traffic generation tips, tricks, and resources. Originally from communist Russia, she moved to the States in 96 to climb the corporate ladder. But after realizing that she didn't want to trade the quality of life she always dreamed of for money, she tried modeling and then did a bunch of traveling. And then after being unemployed for a while, she decided to venture into an online business space and has seen a significant amount of success. She tests out a bunch of different strategies for driving traffic and has and has been having some success with using SlideShare. So I thought I'd bring her on here to talk about how to use SlideShare to drive traffic to your blog. This is something I've been toying around and I want to learn more. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Anna, thank you so much for being on here. How are you doing? Leslie, I'm dancing. It's you a good are... thing you can't see me, but <laughs> I am, because that music is just completely addicting, and I love it. Well, man, now I wish I could see you, because that would, be, that <laughs> no, would make no. the interview that much more exciting. <laughs> well, maybe so. <laughs> it would be very good meme, or, you know, one of those GIF um, on a moving. Oh, yes. That there would... you go. Okay, yes. so next time you're on the show, I think that's what we're going to do. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. So you were on the podcast Actually, I just checked December 21 of 2011. Sweet. That was a while back. I'm assuming a lot has happened since then. Now, for anyone that wants to know the backstory of where Anna came from and the, the modeling career, the, the MLM that she was doing, the way she got into her blogging business and all that stuff, you can go and check out that episode, becomeablogger.com slash five seven. So what I'm going to do, Anna, I'm going to assume that they've, they've, wa- they've listened to that interview. They didn't see any dancing in that one either, but <laughs> hey, they listened to the interview, so they don't need all of that backstory. I want to kind of get caught up on what you've been doing since. So 2011, when did you, well, first of all, when, when did you start your blog? Uh, it was in 2010, about June, July 2010. Okay, so it was about a year and a half into your blog, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's when I interviewed you, and now it's been almost five years. So what has happened over the last five years? Walk me through. Catch, bring me up to speed. Let's see. Um, well, I didn't quit blogging. That's a good thing. Well, that's good. <laughs> did, did you at any point feel as if you should quit blogging? I, you know, not truly, but uh, to be honest with you, I, like the rest of us, go through ups and downs in blogging, what I do, and every once in a while I do get one of those, you know, maybe I should just sell it off and be done with it. Um, this is a lot of work, and, you know, I am, like this morning I got up at 2.30 in the morning, and not because I wanted to, but because my brain just turned on and ideas just kept, you know, coming out of me, I could not go back to sleep. Wow. So there are obviously side effects to um, having your own business. It's not like you have an employer and you can turn off your brain at 5 p.m. and just go and enjoy, you know, whatever, a bottle of wine, beer. Here, you're pretty much 24-7 because it is your business. So, of course, every once in a while, I feel like I'm just exhausted. I don't <laughs> want to do anything. Um, you know, I, I'm all of a sudden I feel self-pity, believe it or not. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not getting enough comments or I'm getting too many comments. There's too <laughs> much work or not enough of it. And, you know, it just goes back and forth. So yes, of course, you know, every once in a while I feel that way. Uh, but I think the, the staying power here is, it's like staying in a good marriage. You know that there will be ups and downs, but yet you know that you will stick through it because the ups are a lot better than the downs. 
So business is kind of the same way for me. And what have, what has been some of the ups as, I mean, if you're thinking over the last five years, what are some things that have happened that really kind of energize you and man, I could do this forever or whatever the case might be? Um, you know, I, I would call it an up and a down at the same time. Um, the fact that marketing is ever changing, it's changing, mm. you know, on a almost daily, monthly, for sure, um, basis, and you have to change with it. And there is, again, you know, blessing and a curse in that because uh, blessing point uh, from blessing point of view, I love it because it keeps me on my tiptoes. You know, I, I, I need to constantly learn and adapt. And that kind of brings out the creative side of, um, mm. of but at the same time, you know, it's like a bottle of wine. You just learn what the good vintage is. <laughs> and then the next year comes and it tastes nothing like the previous vintage. And you have to figure out again what you like and what you don't like. So the same with marketing. You know, you can learn everything you want to know about Facebook. And then lo and behold, it changes. <laughs> How dares it? And uh, then you're stuck, you know, redoing all the work that you've done. So th there's a lot of backtracking in that. Again, you know, it it's exciting, but also annoying and time draining at the same time. Oh, definitely. For you, what has been maybe the biggest um, change that is kind of like, oh, man, I really got to reevaluate the way that I've done things? I mean, does, does it have to do with Facebook? Is it something else? I think SEO has become... Oh. Um, one of those things for me. I used to love SEO because it was like, um, in many ways, it was like math to me. You know, there were certain formulas that you could apply that would make it work and you would know exactly what the equation would, you know, would equal to and all of that. Um, I, that was kind of exciting for me. I understood it. I got it. Um, now SEO went in a very different direction and not that I don't get it, um, but it's more of a free fall because there seems to be a lot less rhyme and reason to it. You know, we know that the focus has shifted towards content and away from um, a lot of the technical um, mm. SEO um, Like the backlinks and the number of backlinks exactly, and, the, and exactly. all those different types of things. Right, right. So it, it, you know, it. So it's become a little more difficult to know exactly what to do, how to do it, which in a way is a good thing because it freed me up just to write, hmm. which is really what I want to do, and not worry about too much about the search engines at this point. Uh, for me, that's a byproduct of of my writing and of building relationships, which is really what I enjoy to do. So that was a big shift. And it took me a while to kind of figure out uh, how to fit in and how to start driving traffic uh, more so from various other traffic sources versus just to rely on Google organic um, traffic. You know, if it ever comes back, I won't be complaining. But for <laughs> now, it, it's kind of fun to, uh, you know, do um, spread out there and learn other things as well. Very interesting. So, so then how, can, how has your content changed over the years or has it changed over the years at all? Because you said now you're able to focus more on the content, which is what you enjoy doing. So how has that changed? Well, it kind of also, you know, it, there's no, no static anything in content. Then I, I suppose that's a good thing. Um, it kind of, you know, I went through stages where I felt like, I needed to blog more often and write shorter posts. Then we all kind of went the long form <laughs> content uh -huh. and the posts. You know, I remember the first long form po post I wrote. I called it something like 2,300 blah, blah, blah words. And that seemed gigantic back at the time. And now people write 8,000, 10,000 word posts. And I'm thinking, it's great for social media sharing. Sure, they're, they're raking, you know, thousands and thousands of shares, but is it really helping anyone? Does mm. anybody really read it? I know I don't, because to read 10,000 words, to actually read it and put to action in my business, it, it's nearly impossible. It's like taking a course, an online course yep. that requires a lot of dedication. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just thinking about a, a, an email that I got today with an article that seemed very, very interesting, and I wanted to learn about it, and I clicked over, and I got to the post, and I kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and then I was like, man, I, I don't have time to read this I stuff know. right now. So I definitely understand where you're coming from. Um, very cool. So you, you said SEO was a big thing for you, and you now you're focusing more on the content, but you're also trying to um, diversify your traffic stream. So what are some of the traffic streams that are working for you right now? I know SlideShare is one, but what, what are some of the traffic streams that you, know, if you, that you could say, okay, these are the ways that I'm driving traffic to my blog, and it's working for me right now? Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's see. How can I categorize it? I think one of the biggest traffic drivers and the most... I wouldn't say reliable because you can't rely on it. It's up to other people to give you that traffic source. But I can rely on my relationship building and I know that that won't cease. So a lot of my traffic does come from referrals from other blogs. And that's where relationship marketing uh, comes down to, you know, just building your relationships one person at a time, one blogger at a time, no matter how big or how small they are, you know, you just pay attention, um, you, you say hello, you share their posts, you read their posts, whatever it is that you need to do um, to kind of um, build that presence, online presence, the meaningful kind of presence, you know, uh, because as far as I'm concerned, that's really the only presence that's worth building because that's the only one that will give back to you. Um, so that that's that again is my biggest traffic source, and it takes time to develop. Relationships um, take time to build, um, and it never ends either. Because you know, if I stop blogging for a couple of months, stop going to social media, not that people will forget about me, but it won't be on the forefront of their minds to mention me in their blog posts. Because you know, why I'm not writing anything new. So you know, it's sort of. Um, relationship building continuum that we all have to do but this is the one thing that's really worthwhile because that's where the rest of the traffic can come from because if you have relationships and if you're being mentioned by other bloggers then your social media traffic grows because obviously they promote their blog posts and you uh, through those uh, social media networks and of course search engine traffic might follow as well because you're accumulating links. So it's basically a win-win a win situation. And if there is one thing that I can do for my business and I don't have time for anything else, that would be relationship building is what I would focus on. So, so I want to I wanna dig into that a little more just for a little bit uh, because I think it's such an important uh, thing and it's not what you generally hear when you ask about traffic generation strategies. When you talk about traffic generation strategies, you hear about the social media, you hear about um, the way you create your content, you hear about um, uh, uh, all these different types of things that you can do. But you're talking about something that goes beyond the, out, the, the online stuff. This is the relationships. This is connecting with people. So what does that actually look like? I don't know if you can give examples, not necessarily specific names of people, mm -hmm. but some of the things that you've done to build relationships and then how it has translated into traffic for you. Can you give some practical examples? Uh, sure. I'll give you kind of two, uh, one very simple one and one out there kind of one, you know, that took me uh, a lot of guts to do. But the first one is to simply listen. So when I, for instance, let's take Twitter, I'm on Twitter and, uh, you know, Twitter is very noisy and uh, it's much more visible when people mention you in their tweets, than it shows up in your timeline. But when they just, you know, follow you or retweet you uh, without a quote attached or like something, it's a lot um, less, they're a lot less visible in your timeline. But what I truly do every day, um, I, I try to do it several times a day because it kind of takes a little bit of um, brain training. I look through those names, trying to remember who is who, what they do, and every once in a while I click over to their profiles, kind of building that me mental picture of them. And every once in a while, 
after I see the same person over and over sharing my content and they're not asking for anything in return, they probably don't even know how to, or it's not their goal to build a relationship with me because they're not actually talking to me, you know, they're just sharing my stuff. Uh, but, but it's important for me to just go back to them and say, you know, go back to their profile and say, hey, I really appreciate what you're doing for me. You know, there's, there's really nothing that... Um, I've done to deserve that, but it's, it's completely your, um, your goodwill to share my content because it really is, you know, most of the readers, you know, I think there, there are statistics, well, they're <laughs> derived by me mostly, but nonetheless, I think it's pretty accurate that of all my readers, only about 5% of them will share, actually share my content. The rest of them are just consumers. They consume it. They leave um, they don't think about it or they don't care. I'm not sure which one. I would hope that it's the former, that they just don't think about it, but they don't share content. So with the fact that somebody goes out of their way to do so, that means a lot. So again, this is a very simple relationship building technique. Just listen and pay attention to the people around you and they then say thank you or be helpful. You know, the other day somebody commented on my blog post and he really was just making very deep comments, not, you know, a great post, something like that. And then he connected the post that he was commenting on with something that he was doing. And eventually I ended up going to his site and looking at it. I'm like, wow, this guy could use some help. So I offered, you know, I, I recorded like a quick five minute video um, me going through his site, just telling him, I would do this differently because as a visitor, this is not working for me very well. And that's simple. It took five minutes of my time. And yet I'm going to have a reader and a follower for as long as he is in business. I'm convinced of it. That is so, awesome. You know, just, you know, little things like that, that don't take much of an effort, but the payoff is incredible. Okay, so you said you, that I, I, first of all, I think that's great. And I think it's something that we don't think about because we tend to think, especially in 2016, we tend to think about big numbers. But when we start to think about the one, that one person that you can have an impact on and you can have a conversation with, um, I think that takes it to an, the next level. And I love that you you did that. Now, you said... You're going to give a, an example that some, something that was very simple, that was easy to do, and then something that you were, it kind of pushed you and you were maybe a bit uncomfortable to do it. Is that the, the second one that you were talking about or is there another one? No, there's another one. The, um, the kind of extreme for me is that, um, and it's probably true for a lot of us, I, I, I dare to say, the fact that we have an online business is probably because we prefer to sit behind our, behind our computer <laughs> screens, right? Because going out there, talking to people, it, it's, it's a lot of work. You have to drive around, be stuck in traffic, and then you have to talk. And, you know, it's just, honestly, this is not something that I would regularly do. But for some people I, that I want to meet so badly, I will go out of my way. Um, like I have, um, I'll give you an example. Eric Enga from Stone, Stone Temple Consulting. Um, you know, one of the lead SEO, um, I don't want to say gurus, but you know, he is the guy that everyone talks about and to, you know, he can talk to any Googler. He can interview any of them. He has the biggest clients out there. Um, so I really wanted to meet him because he kind of was that kind of person who, um, the way he was writing and what he was writing about kind of spoke to me. So I drove completely out of my way. I met him at a conference of some sorts. And I, I, I made, he was the only reason I went there. And that was about three years ago. We are very good friends since then. Um, we meet for lunch whenever he comes to the Bay Area. He lives on the East Coast. So it, it's been such an incredible thing. And this is a byproduct of it, but I have access to like the greatest SEO mind <laughs> of our age. So I'm very excited about that. But again, you know, that took me completely out of my comfort zone. Um, but uh, the, uh, you know, the result was so incredible that I'm very, very glad I did that. 
Now that that's awesome. And we're we're in like the marketing niche, right? We we teach people how to drive traffic, get exposure, build a platform, and those types of things. But I'm thinking that there are so many people that listen to this podcast that might be things that are unrelated to marketing. Whether it's you know I have a biology blog, or whether I'm teaching people to do DIY, or whatever the case might be. There are always people in your industry that you could. Uh, uh, develop relationships with and that in-person relationship I think when you do that it really helps you to take things to the next level absolutely you know and um, I know a lot of times people are concerned uh, when they think of building relationships with someone who is in their niche as well and the question that comes to their minds would be why would they want to build a relationship with me or give me links from their blog if essentially I'm their competitor, right? So the answer that I would usually give to people is just think a little bit more outside of your niche. For instance, if you're an interior designer, who could, could use the kind of information that you write about that is not your direct competitor? How about staging uh, people who do staging? Mm. Or real estate brokers, you know, there are, or landscape designers. There are a lot of complementary um, niches around you that complement what you do. So you can go out there and build relationships with those people, and they would be more than happy to either link out to you or start sharing your stuff on social media because it's helpful to them as well as it's helpful to you. So kind of just think outside the box. But I mean, truly, absolutely, no matter the niche, the, no matter the um, uh, whatever business you're in, you can and you should build relationships to promote that business. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about SlideShare. Uh, I, I think it was a year and a half ago, I went to Social Media Marketing World and I heard someone say something from the stage that blew my mind. Uh, and he said that most of his book sales, he can trace back to the traffic that he's getting from SlideShare. And I thought to myself, SlideShare? What are you, what are you talking about? Um, that's just a place for you to post slides. And then you told me that you were using SlideShare and having some success with it. What made you decide to go and even try out SlideShare as a way to drive traffic? It was a challenge, basically. Not that somebody challenged me to it. I challenged myself <laughs> because I, you know, I've been hearing the same stuff that you're talking about. And um, I, I've been hearing how successful people were with it and yet i knew that it was just such an unexplored area of marketing that i absolutely had to conquer it and um again you know not not only i didn't i knew nothing about slideshare but i also knew nothing about powerpoint how to build slides i haven't designed any kind of images at that point because you know they the copywriting laws were not as strict and you could pretty much find free images and you didn't need to do much of anything else um, to pretty up your blog but anyway so it was truly challenged and i wanted to see where i could get um, with it and um, the results were so incredible that I absolutely, I, I'm, I was hooked since then. And um, my results, just, just to give you an yeah, idea of what I'm talking about. I'm excited now. I don't <laughs> even know what they are, but I'm excited. <laughs> Should be. So I, I was um, if, if on SlideShare for a month. This is sort of my one, th about 30-day long experience with it. And in about a month, I published nine SlideShare presentations. Again, you know, I, I started from zero. I created my first SlideShare knowing no nothing about it. But 30 days, nine presentations, I got over 243,000 views in 30 days. Uh, <laughs> Is, I, are you just speechless? Yeah, no, that's exactly what's going on. I, I, okay, I knew you were getting traffic from it, and I mean exposure from it and traffic, but I expected much smaller numbers, and I was going to be impressed. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I mean, 243,000 in, in one days. month. Yeah, that's awesome. 
I no. mean, imagine you go to YouTube and you start from scratch. You'll be lucky if you get, you know, 40, 50 views per video, you know, in, th in 30 days. So SlideShare has that much leverage because, again, guys, I'm, I keep I keep saying that and nobody believes me or listens <laughs> to me. People don't use it because they don't know the power. And that also is what gives us the edge because if it's not overcrowded, then it's a lot easier to be heard, right? So this is the perfect platform to go out there and kind of explore and see what you can do with it. I, I'm not saying it's easy, you know, and I'm not saying you'll get those results. But again, I was a complete noob, newbie. I knew nothing about anything. And how long, how long ago was this, just to put it in context? Um, let's see. I think I started doing it um, ba -ba -ba -ba, about a year and a half ago. Okay. So, yeah. So since then, obviously, I've learned a lot more uh, of what you can do. I, I learned that you can also um, do YouTube videos, share YouTube videos on SlideShare, that you can convert your blog posts into PDF um, docs and upload to SlideShare. So there are different ways of doing it. But basically, the way I do SlideShare is it, it, it's never just SlideShare. I love maximizing my time. So I take a blog post, mm -hmm. right? I write like a very, I basically reduct the blog post to uh, very short sentences that convey the, uh, the gist of the blog post, but also makes people want more because you want those clicks back to your site. You don't want to tell them the whole story. Mm -hmm. Then you take that outline and you create a slide share with it. And I, I just use PowerPoint or Keynote for Mac, you know, there's nothing complicated um, to it. I just use what I've got right in front of my finger, you know, right in front of me, and it's free. And um, then I take that created um, uh, presentation before I even upload it to SlideShare, and I do a voiceover. I simply read the slides, or I put a, um, a soundtrack over it, and then I create a video out of it. So I do the work once, I write the blog post, I do the work once, I do once one presentation and I convert it into video and then I save it as images as well and I repurpose those images on Pinterest and Instagram and I add them back to my blog post. So you follow me? Wait, 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 wait. I, I want to make sure that I have this clear. <laughs> okay, so you have your blog post, that's where you're mm -hmm. starting. You're mm -hmm. going to create kind of a shorter version of this blog post that you can create into slides. Right. You're going to, from those slides, you're also going to make a video. Yes. And from, and you're also going to take the images from the slides so that you can use that on those visual platforms, Instagram and Pinterest. Yes. And, and, and the and video, I are you uploading that to YouTube or what are you doing with the video? Yes. I upload it to YouTube and later on, I repurpose that video. I make LinkedIn blog posts. I make yet another SlideShare presentation because, as I said, you can embed YouTube videos directly into SlideShare now. Um, I upload it to Pinterest. I actually upload it natively to Twitter and Facebook as well. So, again, I started with one piece of content, my blog post that I already wrote right? And then I can literally create easily 50 types of content out of that blog post in a matter of two days. So it, it's, it's just, that's how my brain works. And what I've learned is that doing, taking almost each blog post, because I mean, you have to remember, not all of them are meant to be repurposed in, in this way. Uh -huh. Some of them are just not evergreen enough to put in that much work and effort into it. But for the most part, most of my blog posts would be. So, you know, it's, it, it pays a lot better, uh, figuratively speaking, for me to take that one blog post and repurpose it and kind of get my hands around all kinds of social networks as well as, um, you know, because people receive information differently. Yeah. I prefer to read. That's how my brain works. But I realize that a lot of my readers don't actually want to read. They want to listen or they want to see. So that's why I do what I do. 
And actually, as a result, I get, once again, I get a lot more traffic from social media because since I appeal to um, more, a, a bigger variety of readers out there, they're more apt to sharing my images or videos or whatever it is, not just a written blog post. So as a result, again, I get more links, I get more social shares, and it all comes back to me um, trifold. So, so this this is more about just generally repurposing your content. I mean, if you're getting that many different forms of uh, uh, of uh content out of that original article that you uh, created. I think that's great. So uh, a few questions about that. How long are your videos when you create them, generally speaking? I'm still kind of experimenting. What I've been doing lately is I actually create two videos per post. I create huh. one very short video. I was actually just working on one of them um, before you called me. And um, that's about 30 seconds to a minute. And I'm, I'm using those videos, I call them video summaries, and I'm using them as a, as a summary of my blog post. You know when you go to um, a blog homepage and you have five to ten blog posts listed on that homepage, and each blog post has an excerpt of some sorts that kind of gives you a glimpse into what the post is about, right? Uh -huh. So instead of doing a text excerpt, I started doing video videos to kind of um, summarize the post. And it's been I, I have been doing that only for about two, three weeks. Huh. And the last three posts that I did were tremendous because I, I'm getting so much. Imagine you you are scrolling through somebody's blog home blog homepage, and instead of the, the blocks of text, you see a video. And it's really a lot more engaging. It's more interesting. And, um, yeah, I get a lot more clicks. And, of course, again, that video goes on uh, Twitter and Facebook and all kinds of platforms and drives traffic as well. Um, so I've been doing that. And then I also, it depends on the kind of blog post. If it's kind of a longer blog post and if I have time, I will create one or even two videos, you know, Again, I take, see, that's why SlideShare, I love SlideShare. And I won't get tired of saying it because once I create that one presentation, I can take those slides, the same slides, and I can expand them and include extra facts. And all of a sudden, I have a longer video without having to create another video from scratch. I just take what I already did for SlideShare and I just built upon that. So I'm, I'm looking at your blog right now and I see uh, an emoji marketing beginner's guide. Mm. This is a recent post that you made yes. um, uh, four days ago. And I see the video that's right at the top. I see this. It's quite frankly, it's a massive post with all kinds of cool images. I see your slide deck. I see all kinds of stuff in there. I must say I'm very impressed. <laughs> Thank you. But that's exactly all of this is stored in one uh, PowerPoint um, document for me. The video, all the slide share, all, everything that you see, all the visuals in that post came from that one presentation. So this is, what, this is the power of SlideShare. This is what I can do once I create that one presentation. And I'll make sure to link to this in the show notes for anyone that's listening if you want to see a good example of um, what we're talking about here. Okay, so back to SlideShare. Uh, mm -hmm. Because SlideShare is something that I've started using. Every post that goes on my blog, every like this podcast episode will have a slide deck and I upload it to um, SlideShare. I'm looking at my SlideShare account and I see in the last month I had 12,000 views on, on my, my slides. Now, my question is, how do I do that effectively? Because all I do is upload slides and embed them in my post and th that's pretty much it. How do I do it in a way that, number one, maximizes the amount of views that I can get, and number two, drives traffic back to my blog? So what should I be thinking of? SlideShare is one of those platforms where you have to create content specifically for SlideShare. Yeah. 
you can repurpose YouTube videos or podcasts all you want, and that's not bad at all. You know, again, as I said, you can even create PDFs out of your existing blog posts and upload them, but that's not going to get you the views that you need. You do need to create slide share presentations that are co coherent, you know, it, it's, it's one unit. Um, very heavy on visuals and very light on text, and yet it gives the message that you need to deliver to the audience. I know it kind of sounds like a lot if you just listen to me say it, but if you go back to the emoji post, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I didn't reinvent the wheel with that slideshare presentation at all. I just took the very facts, the very sentences from the blog post, I trimmed them down. Again, it's very important to be very concise um, on SlideShare. Nobody wants to read your blog post on SlideShare because then they can go to your blog post and read it there, right? And, and let, let's get even more specific because I'm on your SlideShare account right now looking at your Emoji Marketing Beginner's Guide. So the first slide I see emoji marketing beginner's guide with a nice little yellow face thing, mm -hmm. emoji pillow type thing. The second slide I see a picture with um, uh, um, a number of people on their phones. And all it says is all the cool kids are doing it. And then the next slide says it's the hottest thing in marketing right now. And I see a, a burning wood all over the place. And that's the entire right. slide. There's not a lot of text or anything of that sort. And then I see the next slide, it's creative, informal, and effective. So it's very short, not a lot of text, but it's getting the message across. And it just kind of tells a story as I am walking through those individual slides. Right. And I mean, you are. this is the first time you see it. So you give me the honest opinion. Don't you want to keep going through those slides because it kind of draws you in? Oh, definitely. And, and there's a question you ask here, but why are emojis so effective? And if I read that slide, I can't see myself going away and not getting the answer to that question, exactly. right? I have to continue. Uh, and then you have, why are some of the world's top brands leading the charge? And that's a slide by itself. I have to continue clicking because I want to know more. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And that's the point, you know, you kind of create suspense and it's not that difficult to do. Trust me, it might sound like it, but it isn't. So you just take your sentence and you break it down into the shortest possible phrases that make sense on their own and just keep telling the story slide after slide. And that's what keeps people moving because if you give too much text, they will get tired and the perception will be that it's boring, you know, so they will leave too quickly. So just keep them moving, keep them going. And a sense of humor is really very important because if you saw that slide, it's one of my favorite where it says emoji marketing has arrived. And then I have that egg with an emoji face painted on it that kind of has that mouth. Yep. As if it's screaming. Yeah, exactly. Yep, I'm looking at and that right next, now. The next one is the emoji, crying emoji, because yep. that egg is crying. Oh, no, emoji marketing arrived. So just a little bit of sense of humor goes a long way, you know? Oh, I love it. Okay, so we're, te we're basically telling a story. We're doing it in a sequential way. We're, being, we're not having extensive paragraphs. You've, you've heard how long the sentence is and the questions are that I am, talking about, uh, that I am going through as I'm going through these slides. And we are, we are taking them on a journey, basically, through that one slide deck. Exactly. Make sure that your text is very visible against the background. Whatever mm. image you use, like for instance, in this specific slide share, and I do it in most of my slide shares, I do, I take the image and I overlay um, a foreground of some sort. You know, like in PowerPoint, you just take a rectangle shape, you uh -huh. know, and you pick the right color and you decrease um, transparency so yep. that you can see through it but you know just enough to tone down the image behind it and make the uh, font stand out because people should be able obviously <laughs> to read it so it, very very simple rules and again you know make sure that the colors stand out 
two colors at most, maybe three, very, very rare on a rare occasion, but two colors at most, maybe two fonts at most, just for highlighting purposes. It really has to be simple because your story is in the visuals and those bits of text that kind of take your readers through the story. I, I love this. And I'm looking at that and I'm seeing all of your, a lot of your images, like I'm looking at an image of you right now and it's kind of toned down because of that layer that you put on top of it. And, and then, and, and I'm guessing this is part of the, the driving traffic. I'm on slide 32 out of 76 for this particular slide deck. And I see there's a lot more on emoji marketing there. And it go, it, there's a link to your emoji marketing guide. Yes. And I have those two hands pointing at it because a lot of people don't know that those links are live and you can actually click on them. Mm. So, and it, it's very important to have a picture of you at some point because it makes connection with the readers. They put your face to the slides and it makes that personal connection uh, more apparent. So they're more invested in that presentation. And again, you know, this is, the link is for people who want to run or need to run, but you get it there somewhere in the middle. Don't put it in the front because nobody cares in the front. You yeah. haven't proven yourself yet. So don't do that. But somewhere in the middle, you already hooked them. Now, and they're like, okay, now I can go. Now I'm noticing that that link, it says trafficgenerationcafe.com slash emoji marketing guide with the hyphens in between. Mm -hmm. But when I hover over it, I see a bit.ly link. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Tracking. <laughs> I want to know exactly where my traffic comes from. So I, I, I track my links in um, through Google Analytics uh -huh. and basically the way my Google Analytics spits it out is I can tell you by each presentation which one drives the most clicks so I know exactly how effective my marketing is and you know a lot of the times it's just FYI because it's not like I would ever suggest you stop making SlideShare presentations because you get, you know, not that many visits from it. You shouldn't ever stop doing that. But it's just good to know that it is working. Or if it's driving very few clicks, you can go back and see what did you do differently? What isn't working? Kind of fine-tune it a little bit. But tracking is really very important. And, and let's talk a little bit of that, about that tracking. I'm assuming mm -hmm. you're using UTM tracking. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So um, I'm, what I'll do is I'll link to a post on how to use UTM. But basically what you're doing is you're putting some tracking code in the link so that in Google Analytics, you can go in and see which campaigns are performing well and how exactly how many people clicked on that link in the beginning of your, I mean, in the middle of your emoji marketing beginner's guide slide deck to come to your, your, your website. Exactly. And um, I actually use a free Chrome extension to build my links. It's so very simple to do. I absolutely love it. And it's called Google Analytics URL Builder. And um, it just basically, it's like a drop down um, that I fill in the blanks very quickly. It even allows you to have presets, you know, so for SlideShare, it just pulls out um, certain parameters already. So it's very, oh. very simple to do. And, you know, it sounds, when you say UTM, you probably lost half of your listeners <laughs> because they're like, what? I don't even know how to spell UTM. <laughs> so it, it really, you know, I, I didn't know that either. Mm -hmm. That's another thing I learned when I started doing slide share presentation because I wanted to know exactly how effective it was, you know. And once I realized how simple this is to do, I started doing it for all my marketing, you know, separate links for LinkedIn, for SlideShare, Twitter, Facebook, everything. So it's really a very helpful tool to have. Very cool. Okay, so we make our slide decks. We, we kind of tell a story. We bring people on a journey throughout that slide deck. We have specific calls to actions, and I see you have one on the last slide here. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, the last two slides, one show, the slide number 75 shows the URL, and then slide number 76, it's the same exact slide, but now you have fingers pointing at that particular URL to kind of draw their attention to that link so that they can click and come back to your blog. 
Exactly. It just gives it a little bit that of an extra urge, you know, to actually click. And again, just to make sure that people know that those are live links because a lot of them don't. So you need to make sure that the links, you know, you, you, you make them understand that they need to click on that. And again, you know, even though there are two calls, well, there's only one call to action, just two separate times. Don't do, I see slide share presentations where people point you to, in all kinds of directions, you know, come visit my site, join me on social media, you know, share this slide share deck. <laughs> And they get nothing out of it because, as you know, the more choices we have, the fewer of, you know, the, the le least likely we are to, I'm sorry, the less likely we are to actually act on them. So just one. I, yes. Yeah, were you going to say something else there? No, no, no. Just, just one and, and stick with it. All right. Is there anything else we need to know about? Um, uh, SlideShare. I wanna, I wanna do SlideShare. I wanna do it well. I want to 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 get as many views as possible, and I want to drive people back to my site. Anything else I need to know about? Yes, um, there is one very important thing that you can do, and that's completely out of your control, which is frustrating. But the only thing truly that you can do is to create the best possible presentations on SlideShare. Um, again, sort of similar to what you see in this blog post of mine. And the reason I'm saying that is because if you go to slideshare.net, their homepage has a few featured presentations, actually three top presentations, then a few featured presentations, and then the bottom of the homepage contains presentations that are uh, being shared, actively shared on social media. Imagine if your presentation shows up on the homepage of SlideShare. How many views would you get then? Mm. That's the power of SlideShare presentations. And the way you get to the homepage is the SlideShare marketing team curates those SlideShares by hand. So again, there's nothing you can do but to create the best slide share you can. And I actually happened, even in the first days, uh, 30 days of my slide share existence, I think two of my nine presentations made it to the homepage. Nice. I, I, that happened to me once. <laughs> and you and, remember how exciting that was. That was incredible, huh? Oh, yeah. I, I saw someone tweet I, I, on my mobile device, on my phone. I saw someone tweet out my slide deck. And I'm kind of like, well, why would anyone do that? I mean, why not share my post? And then I l looked and I noticed that it was actually SlideShare that, that tweeted it out. Uh -huh. And that one, you know, I, I normally get like a few hundred, um, a few hundred views on my thing. And I think that one I got like 17,000 views on that one particular slide. And I think they've done a few of them. And uh -huh. you could see it, the difference in the numbers, sig significant difference. Absolutely. And I think over long term, like one of the first slide present slide share presentations that um, made it to the homepage, um, I think to date it has about 180,000 views in a year and a half, just one slide wow. share presentation. So it really pays to create the best that you can because that's how you get to the homepage. Love it. Love it. Well, I, I think that's it. Unless there's anything more to add in terms of SlideShares, does the titles, the descriptions or anything of that sort, do we need to be thinking a lot about that or is that pretty straightforward? You do. And you know what? I'm going to, I actually wrote a post, of course I did, um, about SlideShare. Um, you know, my, I, I wrote the results after those first 30 days and what I did and how I did it. And I keep a updated constantly. And by the way, the SlideShare presentation on that post is incredible. If you go to, um, I'll just tell you, trafficgenerationcafe.com um, slash SlideShare dash traffic. So it's SlideShare traffic. For some reason, it's a mouthful for me. And uh, I just admire my own wit of how I put together that SlideShare presentation. <laughs> so, yeah, you should listen. Uh, you should take a look at that as well. I am looking at it right now, and I love it. <laughs> I'm not even going to say what it is. I'm just going to laugh for everyone to think, wait, what is he laughing at? 
so that they can go and check it out. <laughs> I totally love it. It's, you know, it's, it's one of my most clever ones to date. And it has nothing to do with SlideShare, but, you know, the idea kind of came to me and that became the theme of the SlideShare and it, it just did incredibly well. So somebody's listening to this right now and thinking to themselves, man, this, this lady has some great tips when it comes to traffic generation and so on. I want to know more. Where do I send that person so that they can know more about what you're doing? <laughs> well, obviously at trafficgenerationcafe.com. I also highly recommend it. Not because I want to, you know, for you to get on my list and spam you to death, <laughs> but I really am very good at sending traffic hacks. I call them traffic hacks. They're very, very short pieces of advice, things that I discover as I, you know, learn online, and they're very short, actionable tips that you can apply to your business today and get results. You know, it's not a 10,000 word blog post, literally under two minutes, you will have one actionable strategy behind your belt. So yes, I uh, highly recommend you do that. Just uh, fill out any of the forms that you see at Traffic Generation Cafe and I will see you in your inbox. And, and I wanna add to that because I, I honestly don't subscribe to a lot of people anymore because I, my inbox is kind of tired from, from all the stuff mean. that comes. But one of the very few that I subscribe to is yours. And one of the things that I look forward to every single week is your, well, the, the, weekly, the weekly marketing skinny that you send every so often. And there's a wonderful, that's another thing that I do that I basically read a lot of marketing news throughout the week. And the reason I do it is because, not for your sake, trust me, don't, you know, <laughs> don't think much about yourself, but for my <laughs> sake, because I need to stay on top of everything marketing. And to keep myself accountable for doing that, I decided to publish those weekly marketing skinnies because I know people will ask if yeah. I don't. So that sort of keeps me on top of things and you will get a very nicely, neatly packaged, you know, only a couple of minutes of your time. You will read through basically headlines of, of things yep. that are actually important to your business, not just a bunch of things that you don't care about. And then there will be links enclosed should you want to know anything more about any particular story. So really just a very good way of staying on top of um, anything, um, social media, SEO, anything marketing related. And, and it's one of the, the, the things that I never miss every single week. So if you want to get that value, I would highly recommend for you to check out her weekly marketing skinnies. And I will link to that in the show notes. Anna, thank you so much. You are awesome. I had so much fun, Leslie. Thank you for having me. You are very much welcome. Guys, oh man, I know you got a lot of value from that. I know now, I, I, see now, this is the problem with these interviews because now I feel like I have to step up my, my slide share game and I will. <laughs> so I hope you got value from this. Uh, this was episode 279. So becomeablogger.com slash 279. You'll get all the notes there. If you didn't, if you forgot something that she mentioned, don't worry. It'll all be there. And beyond that, hey, if you want to um, take your blogging business to the next level, you want to be coached by yours truly, I want to invite you to check out my Become a Blogger Coaching Club. I want to coach you for free for the next 30 days. I know it's crazy, isn't it? Man, you don't even have to like give your credit card details or anything of that sort. All you got to do is this. Head on over to bloggercoaching.com. That's bloggercoaching.com. When you register there for free, you're going to get all the courses on all my courses on building a blogging business. You're going to be able to get on live group coaching calls with me. You're going to get access to the private Facebook group, live webinars, and more. Bloggercoaching.com. Head on over there. Let's get this party started. That's pretty much it for this episode. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless.